Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. We are open for business today. So excited to have you. So excited you're here. I'm Shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, all right. Uh, kind of screwed up my back the other day, trying to get a boat in the water. <laughs> oh, is, is that a euphemism? Uh, no, that that really happened. No, an actual boat. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I've been on vacation, so if I've been kind of absent from the discord uh more so than usual this last week that that's the reason spending time with family you bastard i know right how dare i dare you how (laughs) dare you all right well come on into the shop with us today folks sit back relax rage against the hedge machine we'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us we're here to smash our way in a complete set of fine china sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize the gains and cut those losses. So if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, uh, you know, you can always give one of our beginning episodes a listen. We've got uh, Basic Investing with Comedian Eddie Pence is a fun time, and we've we got a new one. Uh, we just had an interview with the amazing Dr. Hans, the, the investing tutor. Uh, that's also a great place to start. Fan favorite. And favorite, yeah. Everybody loves Dr. Hans. Yep. Uh, great guy. <laughs> great guy. Uh, we'll have those uh, links in the episode description. Uh, if you're looking to brush up on or learn the basics of options and all of that terminology, and we use a lot of it on the episode, we do have a beginning Options 101 episode with Chris Borman you can give a listen to and brush up on all that. Uh, and if you're into the cryptos, we've got, got a great uh, crypto episode with Nick Proughton you can give a listen to. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But, uh, you know, as Kyle just mentioned, what we think is the best place to be is hanging out on our Discord server. Uh, Kyle and I are usually on there every day, <laughs> unless uh, there's a vacation. I feel it's like a, that was a jab. It's just an awesome place to be. <laughs> oh, jab, jab. Watch out for the uppercut. When you do join that Discord server, make sure to send us a DM or an email or shout out with uh, your, your mailing address. We'll send you a smash-it-yourself coffee mug straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. It's just, we have a lot of fun here, and it's always better with friends. Always. Kyle, do we have any uh, show news? Uh, yes. We reached out, as we mentioned uh, in one of the previous episodes, to the media relations of Antibe. I've been saying it wrong, too, this whole time. It's not Antibe. It's oh, Antibe. <laughs> Antibe. Someone, someone was oh, nice enough no. to, to not very nicely correct us on the, our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> But we did get a response. If you're wrong, the internet will tell you. We did get a response. Uh, so the CEO, uh, Dan... Oh, crap. What was his last name? Uh, Dan Legault. Ah, thank you. Dan Legault. So we will be chatting with him 
that will be happening on, I think the call is scheduled for the 7th, or the, yeah, it was the 7th of June. So we'll be releasing that on the 9th. And then next week, we are planning on doing an AMC special. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. So I think that one's highly overdue. We probably should have done that a week or two ago. Just had so many good guests lined up. I know, I know. But there's still time because AMC has not popped. So There's always time. I was hoping to be doing it as it was popping, but I don't know. Still got a week. We can see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, folks, folks, I'm so excited. We have just got such a gregarious, suspenseful, and toxicating show for you today. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than AMC has naked shorts. Uh, That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of options. That's almost as many friends as Jesus. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's probably pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) and as always reach reach out to us we love your messages and comments on twitter facebook youtube tiktok discord if you're old school you can shoot us an email uh to the number two bulls at financialineptitude.com two bulls at financialineptitude.com or i love it when you give us a phone call at 725-22-BULLS maybe you got a hot stock tip maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made or Maybe you've been boxing and you finally got your big title fight with the champ and you're training and your trainer is just riding you so hard you want to complain. It doesn't matter. Just give us a call. Reach out. We fucking love it. Or maybe you've been sending photos of photoshopped images of a gorilla banging AMC detractors on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of those. A yes. lot of those lately. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we have to talk about that in the special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Kyle, uh, there was one other piece of show news uh, that uh, we didn't we didn't, uh, we didn't, didn't go over. What's uh, we that? We got a new review on the Apple oh, Podcast app. Mm, yes, and as promised, we promised that we would uh, read these reviews on air, so... Yeah, this one was really nice. I wanted somebody to write something really fucked up. <laughs> um, you guys are the biggest fucking clowns in the world. This is from Yarn Spotting. Uh, it says, love these guys. I've been listening for about six months and have learned a ton from these guys. They make complex subjects understandable and they don't make me feel, parentheses, too stupid. Uh, I really appreciate them. Best, in my humble opinion, financial podcast out there, and I've sampled pretty widely at this point. Highly recommended. Oh, thank you very much, Yarn Spotting. Uh, I feel oh, that bad that we make you feel beautiful. even a little stupid. We'll, we'll try not to do that in the future. Oh, it was probably those SAT scores that did it. Oh, Dan, now you're just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, oh, that, what a great review. Uh, yeah, thank you so, so nice. much, Yarn Spotting. Uh, that's exactly what we're what we're going for, you know, uh, trying to break down complex subjects and, and, and learn together. Uh, just uh, feedback like that that keep me going every Saturday. Shouldn't feel silly listening to us because uh, we do pretty plenty of dumb shit too. <laughs> plenty of dumb stuff. You you may have noticed. <laughs> Not every trade we make is a winner. No, not even close. Have you been paying attention to the us losing to a random stock two months in a row? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Oh, God. We feel dumb. 
All right, let's move on. All right, Kyle, I've I've heard a rumor that we start out uh, the the meat of this show with our bet results. Yes, I think you lost too. I don't know if you lost as much as I did. I I did lose uh about twelve percent. I think it was. Uh, then you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my pick was AMC. Opened the week at thirteen dollars sixty-seven. Got hammered down, and to end the week at twelve dollars seven cents. Uh, I'm still very, very bullish on my bet, and I called it for two weeks, so I'm still holding with no stop loss. Uh, brought my total for the month down to four hundred eighteen dollars thirty-one cents. Oh, and I'm sweating because it does not look good. Oh wow, I'm actually ahead of you. Are you? Do I need to redo? Double check my math. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we we were only ten dollars apart. We were only ten dollars uh, apart. Okay. Well, yeah, I had uh, sell side. Um, I've been holding it pretty much the entire month. Uh, it closed Friday at twenty dollars and seventy eight cents. I'm sorry, it opened. Oh fuck! I didn't write the actual numbers down here. I just did the math. Whoa. Okay. No, I did that right. Closed Friday at twenty seventy eight, but it ended the week the previous Friday at twenty two thirty three because I didn't have to buy it again. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that took me from four sixty four oh four down to four thirty one and eighty four cents. Ooh. So yeah, we're both not looking great. And I'm thinking I might have been a little I guess excited about these results coming out and um thinking that because the date that they were actually due was already coming on, but forgetting that many, many of these excuse me, biotech companies uh, uh do pass those reporting dates and that's kind of a normal thing. Then it's actually more abnormal to report on time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that was uh, I probably should have waited till June before I went and made this bet. Uh and then to to add salt into the wounds, uh random mm. R V L V was what it selected. Opened the week at $47, and it was doing, it was helping us out. It was going down all week until I think Friday when it finally closed at 48.19. So now the bet is at, the random is at uh, 601 cent, $600, one cent, uh, up from 585.19. We are getting fucking creamed. Damn it! (laughs) 20, the random's up 20% for the month of May. This is two months in a row. Kyle, I need you to make me a $400 side bet. I I think one of us has to finally eat the bullet and do it. <laughs> well, if we make a $400 side bet, then we know whoever wins or loses is... We, we, we know the random don't will lose. know that. The random has had some pretty big... If the random gets another... God, what would 20, oh, okay. No, it needs to do more than 20% to cut. I'd be worried that the random might finish more. Yeah. <laughs> Higher than that, if we did that, that would be karma. Well, I'm already worried that random's going to finish <laughs> higher. At least this will give us a shot. Oh, God, if the random doubles us, what do we do? We've got to do something even worse than normal. <laughs> God, that's getting skunked by the random. Mm, well, keep your ears open for a side bet, because I'm going to make several this episode. <laughs> Kyle, I'm about to, make... to flip a coin. Let's make a $400 side bet. Heads I, or tails? I tried to make one with you on the uh, the test flight for Virgin Galactic, and you said no. <laughs> Well, now I regret that, Yeah, because I also thought AMC was going to pop this week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, our poll, our Twitter poll, uh, last week we mm-hmm. asked if uh, everyone was satisfied with the job uh, the SEC has been doing since Gary Gensler took over. Um, we had an astounding 0% saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no was 31.6%, and too early to tell was 68.4%. Mm. 
And that kind of segues a little bit into my first news story. So I think we should play some music and, and push this show along. Ooh. All right. Here we go. Music's playing right now as I speak. Can you hear it? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right. <laughs> well, we all know why we're listening today. The sharpest person with the week to replay. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies. Laws change overnight. Here we are. It's time for China Shop News. Yeah, now it's time for China Shop News. All right, Kyle, what's your what's your first big news story? My first big news story is the SEC has actually charged somebody with short selling violations. What? Yes. What? No way. Uh, this is BTIG, a New York-based institutional trading and investment banking firm. And I think they represent, mm-hmm. uh, they've been uh, uh, fulfilling hedge fund orders. The agency is saying that they mismarked them. So let's go down and see what the actual complaint is. From December 16th through July 17th. Okay, so this is way old. <laughs> they marked more than 90 sale orders from hedge fund customers as long and short exempt when the order should have been marked as short. Mm. According to the complaint, as a registered broker-dealer, BTIG had independent gatekeeper responsibilities to ensure that the trades it executed were correctly marked. SEC alleges that BTIG ignored facts indicating that the hedge fund representation that it owned securities it was selling and that it would deliver them by the settlement date were false. Despite many red flags, the SEC says that BTIG allegedly continued to mark hedge fund orders as long and short exempt without making an effort to determine whether those markings were correct. In addition, the SEC alleges that because they failed to borrow or locate the shares before doing the transactions during reality short sales, the firm violated another short selling rule, which is the one that says you can't naked short. So the agency is seeking injunction relief, disgorgement of ill-gotten gains with prejudgment interest and undisclosed civil penalties. Wow. So they're they're fining them. They're they're trying to take away any money they made on it. So this is this this is a group that caught just got caught doing the the same naked short stuff that we're seeing. We saw with GME and, and AMC that we think we're seeing. I guess we should probably yeah. say right. I mean, it's it's got to be pretty obvious at this point. Uh, yeah. So I guess the the. The big takeaway from this is that it's what now twenty twenty one. So maybe twenty twenty five, we should see the SEC uh, taking action against what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, we might might see some change in five years. Yeah, but I mean, hey, if one's doing it, you know, more are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of fucked up. Like, how, okay, so you mark a sale order as long and short exempt, so they're basically short selling. But they're just saying that they have the shares. So you can just say, hey, I have shares. I want to sell these. And nobody checks that to make sure you actually have those shares. Wow. How, do, how, does, how the fuck does that work? I saw, I saw a user on Twitter talking about how the, we can solve all of this by numbering the shares. Right. Give them, give them a serial number and, and then, then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking system works on the honor system then? Is what it sounds like? It's what it sounds like. Like whatever you, whatever box you decide to check when you file it, and then five years later somebody might figure it out. Jeez, how do yeah how how do how can I exploit this? How can I go to a broker and sell them a million shares of Tesla? Yeah, I don't think you can. God damn it! <laughs> Why can't I cheat people the same way that they're cheating people? That's what pisses me off. No. <laughs> 
it, it is kind of infuriating. I mean, you know, so we know that this is going on, obviously, because yep. they just finally, you know, found one, one out of how many. Right, right. But man, it's really disappointing to see that it takes, you know, four or five years to, to really go after them. <laughs> like, it should not take that long to figure this out. No, it should not. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. I, I don't know if we'll see any meaningful change. Uh, I hope so. But I feel like it's going to take uh, a, a disaster. I think it's going to be a long time before anything actually happens. Yeah. Even if there is a disaster, it'll still take years to figure out what they're going to actually do. Yeah. I think somebody I think somebody went and edited the SEC's uh, Wikipedia page to, to call them the, what was it, the Short Enabling Commission? <laughs> yes, yes. That's all that. That was hilarious. All right. What's your big story, Dan? Why, my big story? Um, well, I wouldn't call any of the stories that I had to talk about big. <laughs> the one, one that I liked and I really want to talk about uh, was Fidelity announced that they've opened up their platform to give their users uh, the ability to, to open up a Fidelity youth account, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a broker, brokerage account specifically designed to help kids ages 13 to 17 uh, learn to invest, save, and spend. I like that. I really like that. I do, I do too. I do too. Um, it, it, the, the account gives them a debit card and mm-hmm. allows the teens to trade with no account fees or commissions. Uh, yeah, the parent has to approve all those trades, right? Well, I they they can set they set it up. Okay, so they're able to monitor it. They're able to yeah they they get they're able to lock it out. So it, they have to give the approval. I'm assuming they can also just put set it up to just give you know let them let them lose all they want without approval. But uh, but if you are concerned about what your kids doing, you you can you can set it up to to be the one really in charge. Well, I mean, you you preload the account, right? I'm assuming they're not trading options or or uh, doing shit on margin, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, they they won't be able to do options or margin uh, specifically. It is the the article did say specifically they're not able to do that, uh, but they can they can trade the ETFs and, and mutual funds and stocks. And then there's also there's a thirty thousand dollar account cap, which I thought was kind of silly because if if my like, kid is yeah. <laughs> is crushing it, <laughs> <laughs> wait, like they can't grow it past that amount, or they can't deposit that amount. It just says there's a thirty thousand dollar account cap. Okay, so probably you can't you can't deposit more than thirty grand. Maybe they make you cash out if the kid's doing really well. Right, <laughs> this is fucking great. I thought it, it was interesting though. Um, it, it spawned a discussion at my work at the hotel. Right, and uh, uh, I was the only one there who thought this was a good idea, which I thought was was funny in itself. Did they say why they didn't like it? Oh, because because kids I, are going to lose money, so they have no faith in their kids, is what it sounds like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the kids could could lose money, but so can I. Like, you got to learn sometime. Right. No better teacher than losing money. Yeah, you got to pay the tuition, right? Yeah, yeah, and the stakes are lower. You know, if yeah, if the kids if kids making a mistake at two hundred fifty dollars, you know, yeah, Come are on. they uh, <laughs> can they do fractional shares in that, or is that whole shares only? Did it say? I I did not see anything about fractional shares. I don't think I don't know that Fidelity does. I don't think they do. I know TD Ameritrade only does through like the dividends reinvestment. That's the only way you can get fractionals. Uh, but which is good that they offer it there. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting because you know we've got the show and we're trying to promote financial education. We're trying to 
you know, help people, you know, learn and grow. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when I'm at my workspace, I encourage that too. And I'm talking with these people who are saying, don't let these kids invest. They're not even investing themselves. Like, of I'm, course I'm not. trying to promote it, you know. And, and, you know, like, like Vico said, I really do, when I'm talking in those situations, I say, look, just open the account. Invest in the S and P five hundred. Like over time, you're going to do okay. Yeah, uh, and they don't even do that. Right, and then they they come back and they're like, kids shouldn't even try. Like, no, no, no. Why am I the only one here saying kids should should try? Like, come on, you got to learn. You're the responsible adult there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm guessing these people don't have retirement accounts either. It's a hotel, Kyle. These pe- so most of these people don't have checking accounts. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't laugh at that. Anyway, came across that article. Uh, I will laugh at that because I've told them all the virtues and benefits of getting checking accounts, so it's on them. Right. There's a difference between ignorance and willful ignorance, and I will always laugh at willful willful ignorance. Yeah, willful ignorance I will always make fun of. <laughs> Just if you've never been exposed to it, then yeah, that's one thing. But if you if you go out of your way to not do something or learn about it, then yeah, then you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll I'll say it to your face. <laughs> I'll say it to your face <laughs> on a podcast. Yes, into your ear holes. <laughs> oh, all right, Kyle. Uh, what what other news stories do you, do you have? Uh, okay. Um, did we ever talk about the Mormon Church's like massive, massive investment fund? I don't believe we have ever talked about how the Mormon Church uses their religious state to shield their profits from taxes. Yeah, they've got like an incredibly large account uh, that they use to invest and trade with, and you know, they got it in the market. Uh, it's supposed to be for like when the end times come. Yeah. Uh, not sure why you need money if. You know, Armageddon happens. Seems like that would probably be the thing that made that, you know, non-existent. <laughs> hey, God needs cash. That's been true since the dawn of time. Apparently the Mormon church made a shitload of money on fucking GameStop, too. <laughs> <laughs> Divine providence, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says God that they made, made over 900% <laughs> on the stock. Uh, and uh, let's see. What's the it's secretive investment arm, Ensign Peak Advisors? Yeah, about about forty six thousand shares uh, at the end of twenty twenty. Uh, let's see. So the investment value jumped from just under a million to about eight point seven million through that period. Ooh, not a bad return. Yeah, they also invest in things like Tesla, Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon. It's got some stock and entertainment venues like Dave and Buster's, Six Flags, and uh, surprisingly, the WWE. So the Mormon Church will invest in companies. That uh, do not have their values, is what I'm hearing. Are you saying the WWE is not a wholesome family entertainment group? Uh, I'm saying Dave and Buster serves a lot of booze. Yes, I think Six Flags does too. <laughs> the WWE does also. And probably the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So this, this uh, let's see, I think the fund is, did I, I don't know if I mentioned the name, uh, Ensign Peak Advisors. They apparently had about $100 billion worth of uh, assets uh, in early 2020. Wow. And apparently they also keep their business dealings private from business partners and the church members. Fund gets its money in part through surplus tithes or donations to the church. Uh, And then there is a current lawsuit going from a portfolio manager blowing the whistle on the operation in 2019. 
the fund is for the church to maintain its work in the case of another 2008 financial crisis, but it's caused some concerns. You saw their institute secret of wealth holdings is counter to the message of the Book of Mormon. It's also kind of ridiculous that you're going around begging people for extra money when you have like you know certain laws in California that they want to get passed blocking gay marriage, but yet they have a hundred billion dollars sitting in an account telling you that you should give more. All I'm hearing, Kyle, is that the China shop is a religion and uh, we shouldn't be taxed for anything or any of our investments because we are clergy in the China shop and uh, my my portfolio is holy. I don't think our fans are quite fanatical enough yet. Hey, all I know (laughs) is my portfolio is holy and sacred and I am praying to it Monday through Friday, at least. Can we make a religion that worships money? Well, I mean, I don't see why not. All right, let's move on. Let's move on before we get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, move on before we get in too much trouble. Okay, all right, all right, all right. There's been a little bit of a crash in the crypto markets uh, this week, Kyle. Are you stealing my story? Did you want to talk about that at all? Oh, you're, you're giving me a lead-in. Nice. Okay, yes, Bitcoin has been fucking selling off like crazy. I think it started with Elon Musk, uh, as we talked about last week, saying that they're not going to accept Bitcoin for transactions for Teslas anymore. Right, they did it for about a month. Uh, then there was some confusion over whether or not uh, Tesla was even going to hold on to its stake. So I think somebody had posted something like uh, Tesla's... Did Tesla sell or something? And then there was a Musk response to it that made it look kind of ambiguous whether or not they were holding. Um, There's also some shit going on in China that's uh, exacerbating this. Uh, China has reiterated their crypto crackdown plans. So they've actually just passed something. Uh, The People's Bank of China early Wednesday announced that financial service companies and payment services were now banned from pricing or conducting business in virtual currencies. Mm, Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's not helping things for, for crypto right now. So crypto, I think Bitcoin, this was, this article is from two hours ago, was at a, under 38K right now. And then Ether is down another 13% at like 2,500. Dogecoin down to 32 or 36.2 cents. Yeah, so Bitcoin, Ether are both down by more than 40% from their recent highs. And Dogecoin has lost about half. Tuesday, May 11th. Bitcoin was at 56,755 and today right now it's at 38,267. That's just an incredible run down. When we first started talking about Bitcoin, we were talking about wanting to see that other thinking that there was going to be another one of these massive sell-offs. Mhm. Uh that Bitcoin seems to have every few years. Uh looks like we're right in the middle of that right now. So I guess the real question yes. is uh are you buying? Yeah, are you buying? Ooh, are you? <sighs> I want to, but right now all my powder is tied up in, in AMC. Yeah, I'll get into what happened to all my powder. Yeah, I'm firing blanks. Yeah, out. we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> but I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, if you want to invest in it, it seems like now is the time. This is we had talked about this. This is this is what we talked about, yeah. right? Yep. This is exactly what we talked about. It is back down to uh, January prices. Is it going to go more? Do you think, or is this uh, is this the bottom? You know, just just looking at the little chart here, it does look like the the thirty thousand, thirty two thousand dollar mark is 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 the support. Mm-hmm. We haven't we haven't hit it. I'd like to wait and see what happens. See if it it gets down around thirty two and bounces back or not. 
or if it if it falls through that support line. Yeah. That sounds like a good poll question, huh? Yes, that is a good poll question. Are you buying Bitcoin on this dip or are you waiting to see are you waiting to see if it goes any lower? Waiting for the dip to dip more. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good question, huh? All right, we can run with that. Yeah, I guess I guess uh they wiped out about a trillion dollars in market value in, <laughs> yeah. in crypto coins this this week that's just incredible and of course this is the time when i just started investing so i i, I apologize for that guys <laughs> <laughs> uh we got any more news stories i got some other ones but i want to throw them in the investing segment because they pertain to some of the holdings i have uh yeah i've, I've got two i could talk about um i guess i'll bring up uh the ford f-150 electric truck was just unveiled oh yeah I actually watched a video of Biden driving one around the track, and he's the one who leaked the zero to 60 time. Oh. <laughs> Ford, Ford had not uh, and not uh, let anybody know, and, uh-huh. and he drove it around the track, and the, like, the reporters were asking him questions, and he was like, I just went from zero to 60 in 4.3 seconds, and the guy was like, 4.4, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and they they hadn't told anybody that. Right. The the it looks exactly the same as the F150 uh which you know is is critical cuz this this is mo- we're talking about the most popular vehicle in America. Yeah. Hands down. And and now they have a full electric version, you know, with that incredible electric vehicle acceleration in a fucking pickup truck. I just wonder where where do they put the batteries in that thing? Oh, I'm sure you put it under the truck bed. It seems like the place you'd put them, but... I don't know. I haven't looked at any specs. I don't know where the battery is. But I do know one of the cool things about this truck and why I think we are going to see this be a dominant electric vehicle model, Mm -hmm. it it comes with 12 AC outlets. So Mm -hmm. you can be on your work site. You can just plug your tools right into the truck. Oh, I see. Yeah. What's more, the power goes out at your house and your truck's got a full battery. Uh-huh. You can plug your truck into the house and power your house for three days on this truck. God damn, that thing holds a lot of charge. Yeah. Did I see that? What was the range on it? Wasn't it like 300 miles? Uh, so it's got two batteries. So yeah, the so the F one fifty they're going to give it a standard range battery of uh, two hundred and thirty miles, mm-hmm. and the extended range battery upgrade is three hundred miles. Okay, so not quite that Neo size battery, but uh, no, but you got to remember it's pulling a lot more mass too, right? I assume that's right. Are they right? And I wonder if that value or that range is uh, at max tow capacity too. Mm, probably not. I don't know. They might. They might give you a worst case. I mean, three days of power in your house is pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> it's got to be a lot of juice. This, that's a lot. That is a <laughs> lot of juice. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm bullish on Ford. Uh, I I think I don't I don't know the date that they're actually gonna have this for sale to to me and you. Mm-hmm. But I think they are gonna sell a lot of these. I did see that the pre-orders were pretty high too. There are a lot of people lined up already, ready to buy this thing. Uh, especially, well, you look at like somebody like a place like Texas, mm-hmm. thanks to their, their power, crazy winter power outages, uh, the demand for in-home generators has reached an all-time high. So yeah, why not get one that you can drive? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> why not get one you can drive? Uh, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm bullish on Ford because of it. I think they're going to sell a ton of these and I think their stock is going to, going to benefit from that. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Just my pick. Move on to some investing. Let's uh, let's move on to some investing. But first, I'd like to take a moment. 
to tell you about how Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. With over 20 years of experience, Sue has helped thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even reverse mortgages. Sue has helped. Sue will help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing. So reach out and see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or you can shoot her an email uh, at at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That phone number, once again, is 520-977-7904, and that email is spullen, P-U-L-L-E-N, at fairwaymc.com. So reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. She'll take care of you. She's the fucking best. <laughs> All right, Kyle, we ready? <laughs> ready to talk about some of the best things? Sorry, you just uh, just completely uh, left me speechless with that. <laughs> like, man, we really don't want this on the radio, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did have a friend say, wow. I listen to your podcast. You have such a good radio voice. Everything about going on the radio. And my immediate thought was, I can't fucking stop swearing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I would ever make it on the radio. I don't even notice it. And people keep pointing it out. You guys swear a lot. <laughs> like, what? Really? <laughs> All right. Hey, many psychological research studies have shown that people who swear more are more straightforward and honest. Ah. It's not a bad thing. That is a fact. It's not bad. Uh, okay. Well, there you go, folks. Honesty from the China shop. Yeah, right. Fucking a right. Fucking a right. <laughs> All right, give me a. Let's get our investing song on. Now it's basic investing with the bulls in the shop, rising up to the challenge to go viral. And you must be a buyer, never sell those shares off, cause we're holding them all with an eye to retire. Who, who, who do you want to start, Kyle? Because I have no preference. All right, I'll go first because I didn't really do, I didn't really sell anything or buy anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did have a couple stories uh, about some of the actual holdings that I have. Uh, the One of them was uh, that AT&T is planning to split, uh, spin off Warner Media, mm. And they're actually combining it with Discovery, which is kind of interesting. So I was wondering what that actually entailed for me, because I do own a bunch of shares of AT&T. Yeah. Uh, there is looking like there's going to be some impact on the dividend rate, but this deal isn't expected to close to 2022. So I don't think that uh, adjustment's going to happen until after the sale closes, but I could be mistaken. Uh, the other interesting thing is that AT&T shareholders are going to receive uh, somewhere around a 72% stake in the new company uh after that actually closes so you'll keep your at&t shares and you'll get shares in the new company exactly nice um that what what that will happen was the uh, the value of at&t will actually drop and then that'll go into the the value that you get in the warner media oh okay 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 so yeah you, you don't it's not like you make a bunch of money although i guess i'll get a portion of discovery which wasn't Discovery one of those stocks that, that took a huge hit uh, when Archer Ghost uh, went under? Like that one in uh, Viacom? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be getting that at a discount. I did I did come across a new story reading about those dividends. I, there was a, a guy named David Banson, the chief investment officer at Newport Beach, California-based mm-hmm. Banson Group, 
uh, mentioned that a cut in the payout is the most unforgivable sin. Uh, I guess <laughs> and one of the reasons you have AT&T is they've had such a steady, awesome dividend return. Yeah, it's been around 6 or 7% every year. It's been really nice. They they haven't officially cut it, but uh, there's a lot of trepidation that uh, that, that it, it's going lower. It's payout, they said it's going to be 40 43% of the free cash flow, which is projected to be around $20 billion in 2022, mm-hmm. which puts it about an $8.3 billion midpoint compared with the $15 billion paid out to shareholders in 2020. So this this move has got people nervous because it looks like it's going to really hurt that dividend payout. So we have to wait to see. But you got to remember that, well, okay, so part of the reason why they're cutting it and the reasons why they're spinning off uh, this other, uh, or Warner Media is to, to raise mm-hmm. funds in order to be able to build out a 5G network. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the whole basis for it. So if they're doing it to improve the company's business prospects, I think I'm a little more okay with it. Well, and we don't know what the new dividend will be for the spinoff company either. Uh, if it has one. I have to think it would. It, I mean, it's it's not exactly a growth company. If it has one. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have its own streaming network, its own streaming network to compete with all the others. Just just wait and you'll get some subscribers and money from that. And then, I mean, you got to think, I mean, you're, you're, you're just chopping off, a, a you know, $5 billion worth of, you know, assets from the company and spinning it off into a new company. Uh, obviously you're going to lose yeah. some value, mm-hmm. you know, in the original mm-hmm. stock. That's part of what spinning off something does. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that actual dividend rate ends up falling. Well, I'm thinking it's an opportunity to pick up AT&T at a discount. I think if you wait until the actual announcement is when they are uh, the actual announcement of the dividend rate, mm-hmm. you'll probably get a dip at that point. That's the kind of news that will drop. Yeah, you're going to get the dip from the spinoff. You get the the dip from the dividend announcement, and then that's a good buying opportunity. Yeah, whenever they do cut that dividend, that's probably the point where you want to try to jump in there. Mm-hmm. That's one of my long-term holdings, though, so I'm planning on holding that one. What else, what else did you do? The other big story that was happening today uh, was the Virgin Galactic test flight. Yes! And I was actually watching the live stream uh, before we, we started this recording. So uh, The thrilling live stream. <laughs> yeah, the test was successful. Uh, they had separation. The ship reached space. They conducted their experiments, and everything touched down is now safely on the ground. All right. So it's a big win? Yeah, I did uh, purchase a couple more call options on them. Uh, I guess we can talk about that more in the options, but mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a play on that. We knew that when the flight got announced that the stock was going to pop, and then we should see a big jump Monday now that the the flight was successful. Uh, so, yeah, we saw it go from like 19 up to like 22, so a nice solid 10%, or even more than that. I think it was even lower. Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't foresee in my thesis is uh, everybody abandoning ship right at the <laughs> right before all this. I mean, they really drove that price down. Yeah, I mean, it was up to what in the thirties and forties. Uh, yeah, even higher than that at some point because uh, it did get kind of you know uh, wrapped up in the short squeeze frenzy that was going on in early January. One down. Now we just need to see. I think the next flight's supposed to be Richard Branson taking off, proving that it's safe. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll probably see a bump on that. Yeah, and we already talked about the crypto sell-off, so uh, I think uh, I think that taps me for investing. I uh, I'll start off with uh, my my long dragon style, uh, my my three my three tickers that I got going. Uh, Arc X. This is this is amazing week for them because mm-hmm. this is for, in a long time. This is the first week 
not not them, ArcX, them, these three positions, they all ended the week higher than they started. So they were green for a bit. That hasn't happened for a bit. So, so yeah, yeah, it's got a smile on my I face. I think you mentioned ArcX. I think I saw recently, too, that Kathy Woods just sold off everything uh, pretty much when that test flight was announced and uh, the other Virgin Galactic holdings. <laughs> yeah, she did. So I don't think she had a whole lot of faith in that test flight. <laughs> no, no, she did not. Uh, uh, started, ArcX started the week at 1960. Uh, dipped down as low as 1926, but it end, it is only up from there, and it ended the week at uh, $19.86 for nominal gains, but gains. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the inflation fears uh, diminished a little bit this week, and the, uh, the NASDAQ, my, my T, triple Q, went from 94.50 up to 96.45. Mm-hmm. Nice. And MJ started the week at 1965, ended the week at $20.16. So space, marijuana, and tech. I'm realizing space and tech are probably pretty similar, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the NASDAQ isn't all tech. NASDAQ isn't all tech. No, it's pretty close, though. The NASDAQ, space stocks, and pot stocks all ended the week up. That that felt good. I did move out of a few of my positions that, uh, that I was doing the wheel on mm-hmm. so I could free up some powder for some of my trading. You know, that's always wise. <laughs> <laughs> move some money from investing over to trading. Yeah, let's, let's go to the more risky side. Just right. move cash over to there. So I moved out of uh, uh, Westwater Resources, and I had shares in uh, ITP, a Chinese paper box company mm-hmm. uh, that, I, that I sold half my position in. And then you moved uh, into more AMC, I think I saw too. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to talk about that investing because I'm not doing that to invest in AMC. I'm trading okay. AMC, so we'll, we'll talk right. about that uh, in trading, and that that'll conclude what uh the my my investment stuff. Well, should we talk about some earnings? Yeah, let's uh, let's go over some earnings. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day, and we know the common earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight, earnings call to light. Earnings call to light. All right, uh, Monday, we've got Nordstrom and Plug Power. Uh, on the Tuesday, the 25th, we've got Intuit, uh, AZO, I think that's, what is AZO? Is that AstraZeneca? AutoZone. Oh, AutoZone. AutoZone, that's right. Yeah, I threw that one on there because I figured people are doing a lot of work on their cars like they're doing on their homes. $1,460 a share. Yeah, they're really high. <laughs> and then Urban Outfitters, uh, URBN. Uh, on Wednesday, we've got NVIDIA, NVDA, Snowflake, S-N-O-W. Workday, W-D-A-Y, and D-L-T-R, Dollar Tree. Um, is it irony that Dollar Tree stock is over $100? <laughs> I think so. Uh, and then, I like uh, Dollar Tree. I shop there. <laughs> and Thursday, we've got Salesforce, CRM, one of my personal favorites, uh, Costco, C-O-S-T, Dell, D-E-L-L, and Dollar General, D-G, which also is uh, over $200, by the way. Wow. And then lastly, on uh, Thursday, we've got uh, Best Buy. Nothing really exciting on Friday. I think we're kind of at the tail end here of the, the latest season. I, I've, I'm, I have a hard time being excited about earnings. I've actually seen a few articles talking about how odd it is 
the market reactions to earnings these past uh, few months. I like it because um, I like keeping track of the ones that I'm selling the calls on because you get some really juicy premiums uh, based on the way the options market prices and the uncertainty of that earnings call. Uh, yeah. Yeah, huh? that's a good point. Very good point. So if we want to jump into trading, I can go ahead and report on that. Hold on, hold on now. I, oh. I got to oh. talk about my momentum list first. Oh. Okay, yes, yes. Mister, do you have your momentum list ready for the call? You said there was nothing exciting. I just gl- <laughs> <laughs> there's not, there's not. Uh, uh, while we started the week with uh, a, a long list, it, it shrank down pretty small. Wednesday, I think there was only like 16 companies mm-hmm. on the list. But we have hit Friday and... There is one company that's hit the highest on the list is four days in a row. That's Cornerstone Building Brands. Mm-hmm. They're an uh, indust- industrial uh, building company, and, you know, houses still hot. Oh, yeah. They've had four days in a row this week. Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday all fit new 52-week highs. Target is back with two days in a row on Friday, and H&R Block popped up again a couple times this week, and they popped up Friday. So they're still on a nice run. That's two Fridays in a row. Yeah, I was looking to see if Intuit was kind of benefiting from H&R Blocks, and it didn't really look like it on the stock charts. Yeah. Because a lot of times you'll see those similar industries kind of riding together. Yeah. That's why I thought their earnings might be interesting and threw them on there. Another another big name that's just, just hit Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no consecutive days, uh, but Citigroup just showed okay. up on Friday. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's not, nothing... Nothing, uh, nothing to write home about, kids. Oh, Cornerstone Building um, is uh, stock ticker CNR. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this, uh, let's move on to some trading. Yeah. All right, let's move on to talk about some trading. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups drivers wild, drops drivers crazy. Do you want to lead us off, or should I? I would. I would like to lead us off. Uh, I don't know why. Probably because I just want to be talking more. Uh, and you led the other one off. Um, <laughs> I've just been loading up on AMC. That's really all I've, I've been doing. <laughs> I let's see. I bought. Uh, okay. I mean, I I didn't buy a ton of more shares than compared to how many I already had. But right. Uh, I bought. I bought a, a couple shares on uh, Monday. Um, and then I watched it drop and drop and drop. I th- I was going to buy more and I actually called you up and I was like, talk me out of this. And you did a good job of it. You were, I think, I think that to sum up our conversation was, well, if you like the price at 1275, you'll love it at 1150. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think right now the thing to watch with that is just to make sure it doesn't, it's got to find a support, right? We need to see a, a firm yes. support line to make sure it holds that. Uh, there is some interesting news on AMC, though, that might explain why it didn't get over that 1450 mark. Yeah. And that's, you remember Wanda, the, the company in China that owned a large stake? Uh, they're the ones that converted their stock to a different class. 
uh, in exchange for some debt forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, they've actually completely sold out. I think they may have like 10,000 shares left. Okay. And they, they were the ones with the original controlling interest before the shares got diluted, correct? Um, I didn't know if they had that much. I know it was a very large portion. Yeah, I thought this was the group that took it public in 2013. But that's the last wild card now. That's the last thing that I think people are expecting that can like keep the price from moving up. Right. A lot of talking heads on, on Twitter saying, like, this is a bad thing. You guys should be scared. And then everybody else who likes the stock is like, fuck you. This is great. <laughs> now we don't have to worry about them selling anymore. They've already done it. And the stock is still holding over 12. And when they sold it off, it appears to me that retail just scooped up all them shares. Exactly. And we probably would have seen, we probably would have seen a bigger drop if that wasn't happening. Yeah, so who's left now to sell? Who's the next? Who's the last big seller? I don't think there are any more big names out there looking to unload. Just retail. <laughs> retail owns this company. And we should see more. I think uh, June 2nd is the date we're supposed to get our proxy information for the shareholders to vote. I did get uh, the email yeah. asking for confirmation of my address or confirming my address of record. And I believe we're supposed to get some information about the share count uh, sometime around that date. Maybe part of the proxy information that's delivered or maybe something Aaron uh, CEO Aaron Adams is gonna did I say that right Adam Aaron CEO Adam Aaron is gonna might be putting out himself uh, not sure when his interview with on trace trades is supposed to be but I'll be looking forward to watching that oh yeah good stuff yeah and that that's really that's really all the the trading that I'm messing with at the moment is <laughs> is uh I'm playing with AMC uh my premise is we've hit a new era mm-hmm. with these kind of retail investment and meme stocks. Uh, I look at how GameStop has performed post-squeeze, Yep. and I said, wow, these people really are buying and holding, and that will keep the value up, because it's that's that's what drives the price. More buyers than sellers, it goes up. More sellers than buyers, it goes down. Well, nobody's selling. They're holding. The only people selling are the people who, <laughs> who are selling stock that doesn't exist, and that's going to come to a head here sooner or later. Right, right. I don't think that uh, the hedge funds have learned their lesson. They've had some successful methods for a long time, and it takes a lot to push push a company out of that paradigm. Look at what happened to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. They never got pushed out of the paradigm that they were in, and then they went under because of it. And I don't think they learned their lesson with just one time on GME. I think it's going to happen again on AMC, and that's why I've moved probably heavier than I should uh, <laughs> amount of my portfolio into AMC shares for the time being. It's still, I mean, it feels like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. and if uh, Yeah, I agree. you got to at least take a shot on this. I mean, you, this is probably your best odds to make a lot of money out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's not guaranteed, obviously, but man. There's no guarantee. I mean, obviously, the odds are probably stacked against it based on the way, you know, the market looks after its own. Uh, agreed, agreed. But I also, I don't think AMC is going back to $2 a share. No, I don't either. You know, I don't think my shares in AMC are going to lose me, you know, put me, blow me out to where I'm like, I can't invest anymore, Kyle. Right. I don't have any money. I lost it all <laughs> on AMC. No, that's not happening. Yeah, it's not going out of business. Uh, they, they've got, we already know they have cash to sustain operations for the next year or two, or two years. Yeah. And they just raised more. So anyway, what did you do in trading? Um, I did play around with some more AMC calls. Uh, I did have the one that I exercised. Uh, oh, that was two weeks ago. Never mind. Uh, the, the 528 calls that I had. Um, I sold off uh, most of those, with the exception of one, because I wanted to try out a different strategy. Um, sold them for like 205. I think I bought them for 75 cents or dollar 18 on these. So locked in some gains, uh, thinking that it might take a little longer to break 1450 again. 
the last call that I held, though, I ended up selling a 14.5 call against it uh, with the same expiration date. Mm. I sold that for about $2. Nice. So it already made that trade profitable, but my thought was, uh, like, shit, I can get an extra $2 on top of what it's worth right now, like, if it finishes above fourteen fifty. So rather than just making, you know, the max profit of, like, ten five plus the, the premium, you know, subtracted from fourteen oh five, you know, you can almost add an extra 50% to that value. It's like, well, I'll, I'll give that a shot. So even if it does drop <laughs> below ten five and doesn't exercise, neither of them do, I still made money. I still made, you know, 82 cents on the trade. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the rest the rest of the stuff I did was more in line with uh, my monthly strategy. Um, I sold a couple more OCGN puts, uh, 618. There were 750 puts. I sold them at $1.51 a contract. Oh, yeah. Those premiums are just so high. So fucking good. Yeah. And it seems to find support. I mean, at that price, if I'm buying it at $6, I'm happy. I'll buy that stock at $6 every day. Yeah. Uh, I closed out uh, some of my outstanding calls on JWN and Bed Bath and Beyond. I had a put for Bed Bath and Beyond at twenty four cents. I closed out for five cents, and then the Nordstrom. It was a forty dollar call that was supposed to expire yesterday. At I uh, bought that also to close it out at uh, five cents. Um, I closed both of those out early. The Nordstrom one in particular because they had earnings on Monday, and I wanted to make sure I was able to sell a premium for next month. And still capture the uncertainty of that earnings. I didn't want to risk the earnings coming out pre, pre-market rather than post-market, even though it's scheduled for after hours. Yeah. So I ended up selling one of those. I think uh, I think I got two ten for that contract. Um, also had a bit of a foobar with that. <laughs> Trading on my phone. Uh, yeah, accidentally bought one at two ten. Mm-hmm. Initially, I sold it to get out of it at two fifteen. So I made five dollars on my fuck up. Hey! But again, it was a fuck up. Yeah, fourth time's a charm. I had been doing well, uh, and then this last week been kind of slacking on reviewing those. Have been a couple times where I'm like, "Oh shit, did I put that in right?" Go back and look at the ticket. Like, okay, I need to, I need to refocus on that because apparently I'm not anymore. Um, let's see. The last main move was the the lotto tickets I bought on Virgin Galactic. I bought some $5.28 calls at $2.20. The day the test flight was announced, I purchased those. And I gave it a little bit of time to make sure the price kind of stabled out after the initial announcement. Uh, I could have closed those out yesterday at a price around $3.65, but I thought, you know what, fuck it. This is a lottery ticket. I'm going to hold it through the flight and see if I get that pop after the flight happens. Yeah. Oh, and I think you're going to get it. I think so, too. If I were you, I might look to to move out on Monday. I just I I'm I, I could just be fear could just be fear. But like, there's just been too many things where I saw like the good event happen and there's an initial spike and then it just profit taking drives it down lower than it was before the spike. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, not in this case. I think it, I think all the sellers are already out of it. I think people have already abandoned ship. Now people are going to want to be buying. Okay, I hope so for your sake. I do too. Is I have a large stake in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing I need to mention, I think, is that uh, 521 was the last date of the monthlies. So all of the contracts that I sold mm-hmm. I had about $11,000, $12,000 worth of stock put to me from all the different oh. puts that I sold. 
Uh, yeah, so I got a large <laughs> margin balance right now that I got to figure out. I should have dealt with it last week, so I didn't have a margin balance coming into the week, but uh, I didn't want to sell anything. I got too many stocks that I like, so now I got to find one to close out so uh, that way I can... I mean, I needed to do that anyway. I want to move it into this this plan, start increasing the size of what I'm I'm playing with, start generating more income, but it's so hard for me to sell. I don't want to sell. I love... You can always sell off some of the shares that were put to you. <laughs> yeah, I could. But I don't want to realize the loss on them either. You know, I, I had a, a moment this week where I, that was where I was at too, where like, I don't want to move out of any of these positions. And I started like looking around my room like, what could I sell for cash <laughs> so I could put more money in my account to buy more shares? <laughs> I know. I've had that. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I, my bonus should be getting paid here in the next month. Maybe I can just roll it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've been checking my uh, my bank account every day because I should be getting my tax return soon. Because I don't know why I waited so long this year. Yeah, uh, but it's not here. So I already I already put mine in. <laughs> I got to see how much the actual daily amount is on that because I think uh, I might just sell some calls, cover calls on my AMC holdings. Not all of them, because you never know when this thing is going to pop, but I might just try to generate a little bit of income from those holdings. Yeah. And then I, if I can use that to pay my margin balance, I'd be quite happy. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, AMC could pop at any time. We don't know when it'll happen. All right. Should we do some uh, some options alerts? Options alerts! All right. You mentioned Ford. That was one of the ones that stuck out. There's a big uh, $12 put sweep uh, with the 618 expiration it traded at eighteen cents, but there's a hundred and four thousand dollars worth of contracts traded. Bullish sentiment on that. I'm guessing somebody sold a bunch of those. Kind of the same thing you were thinking. Mm-hmm. The stock's not going down. They just released this truck. They sell a bunch of puts. Boom. Easy money. Uh, DraftKings on six twenty five also had a uh, a put sweep. Uh, Fifty five dollars strikes at uh, ten dollars and seventy five cents a contract. That was a one point one million dollar bet, and that had bearish sentiment. And the last one, there's multiple airlines ones, uh, but the one that really stuck out the largest was UAL, uh, $917.50 calls at $9.10 a contract. That was $1.3 million. Oh, wow. Uh, AAL and BA both had sweeps also. Everything was bullish on all the airlines. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that. Remember, we were talking about Vico. He was asking about travel. So, yeah, maybe it's not quite baked in there like we thought. I thought a lot of it was already baked in, but that could be could be wrong is that it that was all i had there is it wait oh shit i'm hearing hearing some wind seeing some dust oh fuck i'm your huckleberry sound of slap iron (laughs) (laughs) oh boy okay what was your good dan uh, honestly, the I thought a lot about it because I didn't I didn't even do much this week to have anything be good. I think the best thing <laughs> I did this week was what, before before I uh, made the trade was to to close the app and to call you and be like, Kyle, I'm about to do a thing, but something in the back of my head tells me it's the wrong thing to do. Hey, what's the uh, what's the lesson we learned from war games? Sometimes the only way to win is to not play. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was uh, and it was the right move to wait. I, I picked up a, a few shares, literally a few shares mm-hmm. uh, since then, but not. You didn't liquidate your entire account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, li- liquidate everything. 
and then move right in. I did liquidate some things to get some powder to move in, mm-hmm. but I'm watching the price. I, I'm, I'm watching to see what it does. It's not just price. Uh, volume has also been falling, too. It's back down to that 40 million range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's back down to its old average. I want to see that volume climbing again before I start buying. Yeah. So that was my good. What, what was your good? My good was taking profits on those AMC calls. I was quite happy that I did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, becoming yeah. easier to take, take smaller profits, it feels like. Although I didn't do it with space, so maybe not quite as easy. <laughs> 50-50 is not bad, though. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Knows you're bad. I sold off some some stocks because uh, I didn't have a, ca- a cash balance and I wanted more buying power. Right. And uh, after I sold them, I looked and saw that I actually, the margin that had disappeared briefly while my share settled was back. <laughs> and I did have the buying power that I wanted, uh, and I didn't have to sell off some shares for a loss. Uh, yeah, you were a little impatient is what you're saying? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Just a little impatient. That's all. That's all. Did you do anything bad? Uh, yeah, large margin balance. <laughs> I've got over 10K on my margin. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about margin balances before. I could have dealt with it. I could have closed some trades out and not even had to take the shares, but I didn't want to. So, yeah, I didn't deal with it when I should have is really what the bad was. I could have dealt with it all last week, and I decided not to. I guess part of me was wondering if... Uh, you know, there's a slim, slim, slim chance that somebody decides not to exercise their contracts. Haven't haven't been that lucky yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I me neither. What was your ugly? Oh, um, I still haven't done any self improvement. Still, I haven't done any. Yeah, still. Didn't I tell you all you had to do was just watch one video a week? Yeah, my alarm never went off, so oh. I for, forgot. No, I didn't forget. <laughs> I just uh, I've been working on other stuff and and you know it's my executive dysfunction you know I got issues. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So uh, you know I have more of a reason to work on self improvement. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> what 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 uh, what was what was your ugliness for the week, if any? Oh, you know what it is. Oops, I did it again uh, with JWN. I bought instead of sold. Made five dollars in the mistake, but I still did it again. <laughs> So, give me the song of shame. Oops, you did it again. You made the wrong call. You're watching it fall. Oh, not again. You thought that you were so great. And you couldn't wait. You're not that good at this. Oh, there you go. Uh, yep, and you deserved it. <laughs> I, I totally guess I did. deserve it, too. Uh, oops we did it again yeah uh i will admit when i saw the message that you had done that i i laughed a lot i I did too (laughs) like i don't even feel shame anymore for it now i just kind of laugh at it like fuck i'm an idiot (laughs) right oh fuck yep fuck that one up oh yeah all right should we uh Should we roll into the least climatic bet sequence that we've ever had? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, does it even, (laughs) is it even worth a song? Uh, it's always worth a song. All right, here we go. Every 
All right, as I, as announced last week, um, I'm sticking with AMC. I'm sticking with AMC. All right, and I'm holding on to CVM. I've made it this far. Might as well ride it out to the bitter end. I think that's the only thing that can help me catch the stupid random. I'll bet you 400 bucks AMC beats CVM. Oh, man, that is so tempting. Why do I have to be the... Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, what's the question? Wait, what was the bet again? What'd you say? <laughs> did you say AMC or did you say random? AMC beats CVM. Oh, that feels like cheating. It really does. I think we have to take our consequences. If irresponsibly large side bets are cheating, I don't want to not cheat. I don't think that's... That's not really winning. I don't think we can. I can't in good conscience do it. I, I want to, but uh, I can't do it. We have to, we have to take our medicine, Dan. son of a bitch. <laughs> well, here, it's like the prisoner's dilemma, Kyle. If we make the side bet, then one of us suffers. If we don't, then both of us suffer. I know, but I feel like uh, for the integrity of the show, that's, uh, that's like a loophole, Dan. That's like a tax loophole. <laughs> We're not paying our fair share if we do that. All right, all right, then I submit right now. If we lose, we got to do the essay portion of the SAT and have my English teacher sister grade it. Uh, all right. All right. Might as well, I might just do it this week just to be done with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what random just That's picked? Smart thinking. Oh, God, what did random just pick? IPO. IPO? Yeah. The fuck is IPO? IPO is the Renaissance IPO ETF. Affected ETF? God damn it! That's two months in a row. This random <laughs> is a dick. Yeah, so might as well just start writing that essay now. Oh God, yes. Where's the link? Where where where's the essay requirements? God damn it! We're doing it from the the same test we took before, right? Yeah. Okay. Number three. All right. Yeah, play along at home, folks. Take SAT <laughs> practice test number three. See how you stack up to the shop. <laughs> Post the link <laughs> Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's three hours. Three exciting hours of your life you'll never get back. Oh, nothing like feeling like an idiot when you get to math. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take us home, Dan? That's, yeah. That'll bring us to the, the end of the episode, folks. We're so glad you made it. You stuck around. We've, we've really had a great time. Glad you're here. If you like our show, let us know by rating and subscribing on your platform of choice. And uh, let all your friends know in real life, too. The shop is always better with friends. With real friends. <laughs> <laughs> with real friends. <laughs> Please tell your friends. Uh, we just love it so much that you're here. The more, the merrier. Uh, and if you have no friends and hate social media, uh, that's just all the more reason to be a part of the shop and, and get up on the Discord. Uh, it's just a great place. You'll make friends. Join the Discord in that case. You make friends. Uh, uh, we're all supportive on there. No, none of that Reddit. You're, you're a fucking idiot for having an opinion. I Bullshit. will ban anybody who acts like a dick. <laughs> that's right. our one rule. It's Don't a be big a dick. shop. <laughs> there's there's room for everybody, but uh, yeah, you don't be a dick. <laughs> Nobody's been a dick on there. It's been great. It's a great, great time. And uh, you know we'll be opening the shop again soon, but we do have to close it for now. So until next time, happy trades. Bye, folks. <laughs>